Hi everyone and a massive welcome to the Dedicate podcast. I'm your host, Kate Ivey, and this is our last episode for season three. Today I'm talking to fashion stylist Lou Haller. It's an episode of Two Halves, covering two very interesting topics, divorce and fashion. Lou shares with us her experience with separation for the first time. Separation and divorce is rarely talked about. There is no blueprint and everyone's journey is different. But we hope this helps anyone going through it to feel that they're not alone. Lou also talks fashion. She shares with us the most common mistakes people make and gives us tips and tricks on how to feel amazing and what we wear and why. Hi. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. Nice oh, you to look, meet you. You too, you look fabulous. You <laughs> didn't have long to get ready, but you look amazing. Um, so we had a quick catch up last night about the, you know, what we were going to talk about today. And mm. obviously we're going to talk about fashion because that's why I asked you to come on here. But I also said, you know, was there something else in your life or other things that you could share that will potentially help others. I mean, you said there were lots. <laughs> we all have lots of things. And that's what I love about these podcasts is it doesn't matter who I talk to, regardless of what their area of expertise is, what their passion is, the reason why I've actually got in touch with them in the first place, they've always got, everyone has more to them. You know, they've always mm-hmm. got other things they can share. And you said you'd be happy to to talk about your separation, which is really nice of you because it is actually something, I mean, it's so common, 50% of marriages end in divorce, Mm -hmm. but it's not Mm -hmm. really talked about that much, is it? And there's no blueprint. Everyone has a different experience and God, it must be so, so tough. Yeah, it's it's been a very interesting, a sad process for sure, um, because not something that I wanted personally, but how it all unraveled, I guess, was the fact that it just ended up having to do and be this way. But, you know, it's ended up to, I, 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 so I have three children, um, I've got George who's 17, Margot or Marguerite is 13, and then I've got Will's 11. And so I've got a gap between George and Margot um, because I had two miscarriages and one was at 17 week mark and then one was at the 12 week scan. And, and it's it's interesting it feels like your world's falling apart and mm. and you know there's that miscarriage of justice around you know the loss of the future mm-hmm. because you have this whole future ahead of you with these you know in my head I had these this first baby which I lost which was sort of traumatic to lose and then the second one was quite also quite traumatic finding out the 12-week scan had only died that week mm. and uh I mean you know it wasn't uh, I know there are only sort of cells at that stage but you what you do is that you lose I guess the future of what you think is going to happen so when it's taken away from you like that it has yes. to change everything but even why, though it why? sells you've already personified it totally it's, totally it's not and, just cells uh, in your heart no that's right and uh and so you know the the grief around that is something that you know people can't really help to um talk about you know it's like when they say about having babies you actually don't really know until you have them so don't really give advice or listen to it but anyway long story short where I'm going with that is is um it wasn't until I went through it that I started talking about it I realized how common miscarriages were Mm -hmm. and so that gave me a sense of feeling of like oh my god I'm not the only one who's Mm -hmm. going through this grief there's actually ways that I feel and it was it was one in four I think Mm -hmm. and that blew my mind it's like why are people talking about this and so that sort of brings me back to my separation you know this was something that I had going on behind scenes behind closed doors and you know it's been interesting in the sense is that this is something I was dealing with since the earthquake so I was um well actually no I was you know I think everyone always has things within their relationship that they you know and I've kept everything always very quiet I've kept very much the stuff that was going on between our lives uh, and our marriage very very quiet because you know um I I didn't want to paint him as a bad person and that was something Mm -hmm. I was like oh that's normal I just have to put up with that and you know that's so you didn't even talk to good friends about it no I mean there was some definitely that knew but you know like I I just sort of thought oh, it's just no you know you know and, this is and it's a kind of that sort of light-hearted conversation with your friends where you're you're opening up 
but it's over a couple of drinks and no one really thinks that anything's too you know exactly. like you talk about yeah. it but nothing and, sort of goes past there no, and he's a good man he's a great dad and all those kinds of things but I think you know potentially what was going on was you know just things that I just would just stuff down into my toes and because I think what we both did we both came from separated marriages ourselves mm-hmm. and so we were almost afraid to a degree to be confronting with our own honesty because it triggered I guess things from our past and yeah. so we always thought oh we'll just stay together no matter how unhappy you are but you know mm. you just sort of suck it up and, you, and that was this conditioning I guess too around it around uh you know growing up as a as a young girl on a on a, on a farm you know it was sort of like um your, your options are because I wasn't a very intelligent kid at school I you know I didn't do well at school even though I was at boarding school and, and I you know I loved it and I was youngest of four kids but it was like well you know I was very creative and uh, my options were basically kind of get married because that was sort of you know my, and I and I didn't really believe in myself enough back then either that there could be these this this role ahead of me where I'd be helping so many people and yeah. I've always been obsessed with clothing and fashion so I guess I just sort of fell into that notion that having uh, you know like it was like be a girl grow up be popular see if you can be pretty and popular because even then you might find a boy and if you find a boy yes. then you'll get married if you get married oh my god it's going to fix all your problems oh my you gosh kids, oh my yeah. god you're gonna be so happy and fix all your problems if you have yes. kids and it generally then you put yourself ahead of everybody you know like everyone's ahead of you you worry about everyone else's happiness and you're like no it's going to be the perfect picture everyone's going to be the perfect picture and Mm -hmm. so that's what I did I created the story in my mind that it was perfect and it's not until I finally you know it took me the earthquakes brought up a lot for me in terms of what I was dealing with um and it took me until probably about three years ago to be start being really truly honest with how I was really truly feeling deep down and starting to be open and honest but even then it wasn't really listened or heard and so I had to make us I guess um you know uh it, you know it's, it's really hard to explain because people are always going to make judgments and what they think and what they see but I know it's only him and I that really know you know truly know what went on and yeah. And he knows now. He's, you know, he's really gutted. He's really upset with himself with how, what, what, how, how it unfolded and what happened. But that's, you know, on him now. And, and uh, but at the same time too, it's not until I've really started opening up about what's gone, what has gone on with me, that it's allowed others like miscarriages to then go, oh my god, I'm going through this. Yeah. Oh my god, are you feeling? Oh my god, this is how I feel. And now, honestly, I'm seeing so many people around me now who really are going through it because they are trusting themselves. That's what I had to do. I had to listen and trust my gut that I was actually making a conscious choice to actually, I didn't need to be or want to be treated like that anymore. Mm. And he knows that now. Yeah. And, you know, and it's sad. And I, you know, I'm like, fuck, who, who would let me go? I'm cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, but, you know, but, you know, I'm not perfect either. And that's no. the thing. I, I had to really no look is. at what I was enabling for a long mm-hmm. time in my own accountability because you can't move on and you can't, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for the shit that I've been through because it's shown me, he's shown me how to be strong. Mm-hmm. He's shown me how I can fly on my own. He's shown me, you know, and that's by the, what I've been through. And I had to, you know, and weirdly I had to do that in front of everyone on Instagram, but no one knew. So I did keep yes. a lot of it to myself. And so how long ago yeah. did you separate? Well, so basically exactly this time last year. Um, okay, so, so it's it, quite it, recent, it yeah. was going yeah, so it was going on for quite a while. And then when the end So what when you say that, going on, do you just mean like you were thinking this is not okay, I need to leave? Well, we knew yeah, we knew it was things were tough. It, yeah, we both knew that it was pretty bad. And uh, but I guess from his perspective it was like, you know, it was hard for him to, you know, um it was embarrassing. It was his mm-hmm. pride you know, um, to be open and because he'd never really been, you know, he, um, I think, you know, males tend to hold in things in because they are the main provider and it's a big role for them. You know, they're conditioned to even believe that, you know, you get married and da-da-da, where celebrities can do like 10 marriages in yeah. five years. No one gives a shit, but no. the everyday person's like, People are oh, amazed gosh. if they last like a year. They're like, oh, wow, yeah. you know, that lasts yeah. quite a yeah. while. Yeah. yeah, so we were together 21 years, so... Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, so it was going on for a while. And then so finally, um, we decided that we'd leave the kids at home. And I started traveling more with my work. So we're doing week to week. So I would come home, we leave the kids at home. And then we would come in and out. So um, and I don't have any family here down south. So I, um, that's why I traveled so much at the time. And it was exhausting. It just about broke me, actually. 
Um, and so then finally I saved up enough to get some money to come and get, and so I moved out in July. So then mm -hmm. I've got a wee rental that I have that I live here with, and so my kids do week to week with me. And, and you know, I think there's, there was an element so of- week like, on, I, week I, off, do you mean? Yeah, so I have my children week um, week on, week off. And, yeah. and it's, you know, it's been amazing. Like they're all older anyway. They're uh, three, they're such, such great kids and we're so lucky. Yeah that we've been able to keep them really grounded. I'm pretty open with them. I don't keep mm -hmm. much from them and to a degree in terms of, um, I don't tell them everything, everything honestly. And I, you know, the, the thing with their, their dad and I, we both respect each other enough with everything that we've been through. We don't pull each other down and yeah. uh, other, other people are welcome to because we hear it enough. But at the same time, we don't do that, you know, and because, uh, you know, the, the, our kids are the most important thing yeah. to us. And, and and they're going to grow up themselves one day and see the big picture of everything and they can see it they, they're not silly you know they've seen me pretty broken here um certain nights some nights so um yeah the the that's our priorities we keep them pretty um open but to a degree also not that they know everything they don't you know yeah so it's been it's, it's been a process definitely we're also working and also you know <laughs> juggling journal, everything journal released last year and everything else yeah. so yeah, it's definitely been a, a hell of a year. One I definitely was um, happy to stand down in Wanaka at New Year's Eve and just go, see you later, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 21, whatever it was. It was, yeah. a, it was a hideous year. So, mm. um, yeah, yeah. And so a lot of people, I mean, I've I've thought, I'm sure every single person here listening has thought, oh, I just want to leave, um, you know, when they're being a dick or whatever. You know, it's just yeah. normal. But did you find it really obvious when it was like, yep, now's the time? Or is it now's the time is almost like used by, like now is the time, but then you give it a while because uh, honestly, you've just I, got to hold I, on. Yeah, probably about three years ago, I was probably about sort of five years ago, but something happened that I just kind of went, oh my God, I just can't, I can't believe this. Um, yeah. And so I, you know, um, went, we tried to make it work, and, you know, we, you know, um, went and spoke to people, people, you know, oh, oh, I'll be honest, stuff you mean. he wasn't, yeah, but he wasn't interested, you know, so he did three sessions, and I'm done, I'm fixed now, I'm like, oh, you gotta mm. keep on, it's like about learning tools, well, not tools, I don't really like that word, but you know what I mean, it's like when you, when you want to make your work better, you go and do courses, and you yeah. do that, because it makes and you, you get a business coach, or whatever, yeah, to, yeah, 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 so it was important for me to, to, you know, put as much as I possibly possibly could back into it to make sure we were going to do it right because I really you know I loved them um yeah, yeah I get a little bit tricked up even sort of saying that so yeah it was it was tough and then it got to the point I think where I just couldn't keep on giving and I couldn't keep on trying to make excuses for it to to change because you can't change someone no. and no matter how much that you know and, and there's only so much that to me I'm an emotional connection person um I've always you know craved I think that sort of like um listening and the hearing and um that and, and I'm a conscious person uh to a degree with a, around my own connection so I I quickly connect with someone who I can actually have those conversations with where it's not fluff yeah someone you know thinking me wrong I can talk about weather but if someone sort of talks to me about weather I'm, I'm out I'm like oh no I just you know I know that sounds really yeah. harsh but I just think there's so much more to us that we can connect with ourselves and uh, I just got to the point where, it, yeah, it was it was overdone. It was absolutely overdone, but that wasn't my fault. I kind of kept on sort of wanting to make it work, and I kept on trying. And then at the end of the day, it's it only natural, hard. isn't it? It's a marriage. I mean, 100%. Oh, and it I goes and all. all marriages have their highs and their lows. No one would still be married if you gave up as soon as yeah. it was there was a low. So you you yeah. have to try yeah. everything, don't you, to make sure that it's you have done everything. Well, I, you know, I, I, I think I just, where we were coming from is that we just wanted why and felt we needed just a little bit of a, a, a break just to sort of see if we could make it work, that that mm. break would give us that space to be able to figure out how, why, or if so. But then things happened and it kind of didn't go that way. And, you know, that stuff that's definitely between him and I, but um, it didn't, uh, it wasn't very nice anyway, put it that way. Mm. Um, and, you know, it was, 
yeah, I think at the end of the day, I got to that point because it was so constricting that, you know, it was probably those little things. And I remember my, I was talking about it with my mum because I actually even kept a lot of this to myself. I didn't even tell my mum mm-hmm. or anyway, you know. Um, so that was quite tough for her because she, you know, she really, um, and, and she still does. She always will, you know, um, love him, my ex-husband, Emma, you know. So, and, and my whole family do, you know, like he's a, he's a really good man. Like I said, he's a great dad. So, yeah, it was the chewing. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I was I was sitting there one night with my kids and um he was chewing and I just kind of went oh, oh do you just no, want to punch him in the chewing. face and my daughter just went dad why are you chewing like that it was something to do with the chewing and I went oh, oh my god gosh. I feel you me. I feel it's not you just me. it's not just me and I was kind of went I think that yeah there was some other things too that were breaking point as well that was uh <laughs> that's, it, that's it, when it, you yeah. know that that person is just now irritating the hell out of you yeah but I, it's not that I didn't want it not to want not be like that you know I always um you know he, he he's a, he's an, a very hilarious man I've got a great sense of humor and he's got a great sense of humor you know so that, well, I always had visions I guess of us just being quite a strong you know um team but he had his own stuff and that stuff now he's now gone through he's now processing he's yeah. doing a lot of work yeah. on himself and and I'm grateful because I'm I've been that catalyst for him to delve deep and go very much in awesome. himself and, and and heal his stuff because he had a lot of stuff from his past uh we both do everyone does and that's yeah. the thing I guess where I'm coming to with this is that I had my own stuff I had my own things that I brought into the, I was a child when I met him pretty much mm. I was two years out of high school so I hadn't really developed in the way in the sense that I thought I just sort of thought oh I've got you know um I, I my parents um separated when I was you know a teenager so I hadn't probably even maybe dealt with that Processing, so I yeah. yeah and I took my own fears of not wanting that to happen and I took that probably in like he did as well and tried to turn so it into a fairy tale and didn't actually deal with really? yeah 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 and that's a very natural I think mm. for children who go through this and I'm I'm seeing that that's why I talk really openly with my kids because my parents didn't talk openly about what was going on with them yeah so I that's and that I'm, was that that generation they didn't talk openly about stuff did they yeah no, god no 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 no, no um, and what's quite interesting about what you're saying is sometimes you have couples who don't work because they just they just don't work as couples you know they just yep. not they don't gel but in your case it sounds like you work as a couple but it's just there's so many other things going mm. on and stuff that has to be dealt with outside of the relationship yeah, and, and at the end of the day that's why I never judge what goes on behind another closed doors because you just do not know and that's the thing it was between him and I that we had these things on but we'd you know, put on the spray face and oh, you're the perfect couple and, yeah. you know, da, 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 all that kind of thing. And I was very prepared to keep that going, you know, like, um, but there were definitely a few people who did know what was going on. But I just, you know, I, I think, again, I just turned it into, it's just normal stuff. It's what you do. You put yourself down and you dim yourself and you make everyone else look good and happy. And, um, but, you know, now, I, you know, I, I've been probably really on my own now, you know, it's quite sort of it got to the point where was quite lonely where I was at. And uh, but, you know, I've I've been on my own really for the last um, probably, you know, close to sort of two years because we still, you know, still were together, even though we weren't together yeah. for a good year. Um, and then last year, you know, um, we we officially did. So, um, yeah, so it's been a long time, you know, and at 42, that ain't fun no. uh, being on your own. But at the same time, I'm not I'm not out there hungry to go and meet anyone because I've actually really loved and enjoyed getting to learn so much more about myself. And, you know, the training that I did for the last three years has allowed me to be able to process things a lot deeper and understand so much more about myself, which has helped so much with my work as well. But, you know, it's been really healing for my mum as well because I've been able to help her through a lot of stuff that she said to me something. She said, you don't rush into anything because at the end of the day, you'll never get this time back ever Mm. again on your own. So And it's a second chance. Like you want to make sure that the person that you um, meet next hasn't got a whole lot of shit that they're going to bring in. Well, literally, I mean, everyone's got know, some, but how do they process oh, oh, it? How do they deal with it? How do they? Yeah. And it's too, you know, at the end of the day, too, it's been so fresh with, you know, him and I. So, mm. you know, I'm not 
really you know probably really ready I think and mm. you know because at the end of the day I, I know now what I'm worthy of that's the mm. main thing I you know no one will come close unless I know that they're worthy of uh how I truly feel inside and you know I'm, I've it got, took me years but I kind of got to the point right do you know what I'm actually okay I'm, I'm enough and I'm a good person and and I've got so much love to give and so whenever that happens it will happen but I'm not in any kind of hurry because I just don't think that um I mean maybe maybe it's because my levels are now got a lot higher yeah your, your standard will be way <laughs> up there yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> your emotional standards yeah. especially um and so something that's quite in- interesting you said you um you met your ex-husband when you're two years out of high school and I was the same yeah. and when you think about it it's and yeah, and you're saying about your self worth. We know nothing at that age, no. and the so only examples of relationships we have is from the television. And so, no wonder we think it's going to be a fairy tale, and yeah. from our parents. So, it's this, yeah, this inc- the, one of the biggest things we all most people go through, but we have no idea what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And and often the case, you and I, twenty years old, nineteen years old, when. I know. And my son's nearly 18. That yeah. freaks me out. It's like in two years' time, he could meet his life partner. I'm like, no, go and live your life. Yeah. Go and live your life. Yeah. Yes. Mm. And um, I think about and my... I wouldn't change mine for a heartbeat. Like, no. I, you know, at all. It's your life. You it's know, your journey. You learn so much yep. from it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think about my relationship and can see like where we've both where we've kind of grown apart and then grown back together and then grown apart and grown back together. Yeah. And it's actually it was nothing Even to do with the, re- with the relationship necessarily. That was just us mm. as people changing and evolving through, through time. Yep. And that's the thing, you know, and that's always something that I always said is that we are, we are two still evolving, growing people. It's whether we do it together, that's my goal or we don't. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I, you know, I always uh, said to him you and I met first and then our children were number you know what one two and then three four five it's not three four five and then one two put us last it's like you know we should be that foundation where mm. we end up you know because if you don't have the same morals and the same you know but it's the honesty it's the openness and that connection and being able to talk about anything freely and openly and there's always going to be those ups and downs and that's probably what we didn't really have was that true openness and that connection and the and the big ups and downs it would just was kind of quite sort of plateau and mm-hmm. I think um, at woman we crave that because if we get that connection and that you know that real heart-to-heart stuff that allows us to feel like we are seen, you know not, yep seen heard all of that mm-hmm. then then we can carry on and we can give so much more mm-hmm. um you know even you know I'm gonna say it in the bedroom and all that but if that's shut down of course we want to shut off it's like mm-hmm. well you know I'm, I'm still doing all the you know the cooking and this and that and you know you being away all the time and now it's flipped I'm the one that's away all the time um but back then my kids were really little and you know he was traveling around the world with his work so um you know that was the thing it was kind of like well that's cool and you know like I said he was he was he's a, a, a amazing guy but I just, don't think for a second that you are bashing him at all so don't yeah. don't worry about that mm. um and so what would you say the biggest challenges have been over the last over the last year or two years Biggest challenges. Um, it's a really good question. Um, biggest challenges, I would say, um, going through this, just in a nutshell, going through separations, probably one of the hardest things I've ever gone through in my entire life. Sorry, I mean, um, so what is it about oh, it that's the hardest? What's the hardest part about it? Is it uh, um, actually leaving? Is it the yeah. before it? You know, what's... Um, I think everyone would have their own version or story of what theirs would be like. I think for me, the the leaving, the moving out, to a degree, it felt like, okay, I've got this moment, I can just breathe for a bit so I can actually give us that space to figure out because I was, you know, and he knows I he, we've used this word between him and I, it was suffocating what was mm-hmm. going on. So I couldn't breathe to then actually figure out how we can, you know, I can let him back in because I was I was quite hurt. 
Um, and then things unfolded where it happened really quickly after that I wasn't expecting because I was expecting us to have quite a, you know some time to start maybe even potentially like if we were going to date again or you know all of that kind of thing but that got quickly taken away from me because there was someone else involved so um, you know that was really hurtful so that was like a, a, a kick in the pants basically mm. that I had to um, I was heartbreaking because it wasn't you know initially what I thought would happen so um, but he knows now. You know, he's 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 really uh, he know he, he looks back now and he think he he uh, he thought I was gonna um, meet someone really quickly because of the way how our relationship was, um, and you know that wasn't really you know that much of an interest to me. That was more me. I just needed to breathe and then figure out the next mm-hmm. stages and whatever whatever way that went. I don't know, but it, so then I had to go through, I guess, all of that um, that heartbreak of 21 years. It felt like down the drain. I don't think it was down the drain. It's not mm-hmm. 21 years. But that's what it feels like at the time. It did feel like that at the yeah. time. It just sort of felt like, man, there's, you know, you've put, you, you know, you, you already didn't put me as number one and now you've gone and put someone else as that number one without giving me that space to then be able to see uh him and I clearly but he also hadn't been doing you know I guess I was lucky in the sense I've been doing some you know a lot of therapy and stuff as well but talking to someone about it so and I was doing the training so which is which was great so but you know well not great but yeah and I guess for me too the hard thing was I still had to get up and work every day and I still had to face these women and um and men you know with my work and try and make them feel insanely amazing about themselves and how did you do that I really don't know. I look back now. I guess I guess I was so lucky in the sense that this work gives me so much energy. It was yeah. able to help switch off and mm. and I got in the zone and I can you know it's like it's honestly it's like a portal opens up inside of like the universe. I don't know what it is, but it's like it just goes down there and I may well just to speak from here and to help people. And it's an energy that comes from my toes. And you know, people were like, I do not know where you get the energy from. I'm like, I don't know either, but it's you know, it's amazing. Whatever I what you know, it's it's an, an amazing work that I do and so I guess that got me through and you know there were days when I couldn't post I couldn't do it I could just mm. couldn't do it and they were the days that, that I was probably yeah I was soaking the pillows here mm-hmm. and trying to shut off and I got I got um uh burnout um as we went into the second lockdown so that was very good timing that I just sort of sat here on my own for about a week and just yeah it was pretty heinous but yeah it um, would be sitting yeah. in a bit grief yeah, um, you know, it's an embarrassment. It's not. A, it's not a comfortable thing to be embarrassed. You know, to be separated. That whole label that comes with the stigma. Mm. You know, you, uh, you know, there are people who potentially sort of taken, you know, sides when they didn't actually know the full story or that yeah. kind of thing. Um, but that's not on me. I, I don't have to walk around and justify it and go, "Hey, you did that, and you did that." Mm. I, I think yeah. that's just people gossiping to make themselves feel better. They don't actually care about the details. They just no. want to give them give their minds something to keep op- occupied on yeah yeah 100 yeah and it does make you think really you know if you, you know around that insecurity what's going on in your life if you're prepared to sort of like you know um, and I see that a lot too with you know the work that I do is that woman pulling woman down or, or whoever it is you know it's just really pointless yeah. I, I I just I, I I love being able to just be around my friends because we just don't talk about other people yeah you know, you know and if we do it's because it's coming from a different place it's never you know oh my God, you know yeah it's, it's just, more like because I just um learning I just this yeah. this happened what yeah, yeah what, but we what get together and I'm like, yeah, how are you? What you know? Oh no, this is this beautiful kind of kinship that comes when you're around people. I always say, if you can walk away and you've helped them or they've helped you, your cup is full no matter what, yeah. and that's a good sign. I say that to my kids. Always be around those ones that make you just feel 100 percent like you. That's and so they'll, nice. you know, they call you out. My friends will call me out and I'll call them out, but it's never done in a way that it's kind of like you know negative and you walk away going, oh you bitch. It's yeah. always like, no man, you're right actually. I need to pull my head. Yeah, in. Or, and it's like, more like, yeah. thank you for having my back like you were right yes yeah Hmm. and so just a couple more questions on this and then we can get onto onto fashion and and your work advice for anyone about to you know thinking about separation yeah okay it's okay well my first advice would be take your time 
don't let anyone tell you otherwise. It's not an easy thing. So it really is about trusting your gut and and really getting some help first. Um, I think the easy thing sometimes is to look outwardly and think that that will fix everything in terms of whether another person's involved. That doesn't fix it because what you then do is that you're trying to have, you know, like um, I think you... It's like putting a plaster on it. It's like... Totally. You, yeah. you have to figure out why you're doing that in the first place and the fundamental reasons or what's missing in the marriage between your person and yourself that, you know, and then I, and then I would really deal with that stuff first, the fundamental stuff that's in the marriage and why it all happened and getting therapy and talking to people because therapy is seen as such a negative thing, but it, it's, it's life saving. You know, I, I, I had times in my past life where I went on antidepressants, but I don't know. I know for a fact, I won't need to anymore for the rest of my life um, because I know that I can very quickly get over things by journaling or going within dealing with stuff and talking to my, you know, the ones that I talk to, because if you hold it all in and you don't get out those feelings, they will stay down there for the rest of your life. And you would bring them out in other ways, whether that be, you know, explosions, you know, um, other people coming in whatever it doesn't fix it only you can fix it you know no one will ever complete you you will complete you so that's kind of thing I think it's letting that guilt go I think what we also do is we worry about what others will think if we went through this process I could honestly say yep hardest thing I've ever been through in my life not 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 fantastic but at the same time too am I the happiest I've ever been within myself 100 percent I have learned how to hold my head high I've learned that I'm really actually quite strong. I've learned that, um, and I, I've, I've got to start actually having some fun back in my life because last, you know, I've um, learned how to do that. But it's about, you know, the journey of like not thinking you'll be happier, you know, if you get through it. It's about learning little every day, finding little things where you can actually still find joy within yourself. And even if, like I always say to my clients, a cup of coffee in the sun, if you can give yourself some breathing space, some breathing time, putting music on, doing things like that. And because uh, the more that you really start to trust your gut and trust your own voice that you aren't wrong, you are never wrong. But we place ourselves in that wrong word because we are worried so much about what our family might think what those around us might think because they don't know the full story only you do mm-hmm. um but I my advice is always to get some kind of help and and talk through in the both of you not just one if you're the one of you want to grow then 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 that's you know but I, I always say the both you know you've got three choices you can work on yourself you can um, and the other one doesn't you can work on it together and hopefully be stronger but at least you've tried um but if you want to take that third route which is you know sometimes when people get other people involved that never ends well so what it do you mean by that by getting other people I know, fears and stuff oh like yeah that. yeah yeah i thought so yeah yeah um because i mean so many people feel trapped don't they because of businesses yeah. because of children um, but that's what I'm going to go back to. People do that for their own reasons. That's not for me to judge. I don't judge anyone yeah. who does that at the same time. You know, you know, I just think it's not a great option to do that yeah. kind of stuff. So, yeah. yeah. And what about what advice for those who have separated and but it's mm. earlier stages than you and they're just sort of, you know, they've just made a break and they're just starting on this new journey of, you know, finding themselves and learning what life is like on their own? It will get better. It feels like the absolute pits of hell. You know, I think back now, I think back to those feelings are just ones that I want to hide away, but I can't because I know that they're a big part of my journey um, and made me stronger. Um, So I think of it as like an S curve. When you think about, you know, you go up, but then you are going to go down, but then you're going to go up again, but then you're going to go down. But while you're still going up and down, you're going up at the same time. I like it. No, so it's kind of like there are always going to be times when you're going to, but at the end of the day, you're going to look back in a year's time and you'd be like, whoa, yep, there were definitely some shit days in there, but man, look how strong I am and look how much, you know, um, and I think it's so much easier. It's familiar to fall back into that feeling of like, yeah, but I really miss them. And it was so much easier back then. It was financially easy and it's not, it doesn't make you happy. Money doesn't make you happy. All of that stuff. It's sort of like, you know, try and find a way of actually just thinking, that it's got to get better my mum said the same thing she said you're about to go through hell but it does get better and I'm so grateful that I listened to that advice because it really truly does it's like when you have children um someone said to me oh it's the terrible twos I'm like terrible twos terrible fucking everything if you ask me (laughs) but at the end of the day 
I'm, I say this to my friends who've got little ch- kids now, you know, I've got a girlfriend who's got little, two very much little ones and they, you know, with the whole daylight savings. And I was like, oh, it does get better. I said, mm. trust me, it does get better. When they start putting on those car seats, it's life-changing. And mm. then, then they hit that next stage, you know, and they start doing their lunch boxes. And, yeah, and then know, there's no and there's no car seats, which is a dream. Yeah, right. I know. And then they start fighting over the front seat. So that's oh, okay. Yeah. But I've, yeah. Um, might yeah. have come up with this amazing deal. It's going so well. Oh, wow. I love that. So they did it themselves and there's no fight. So I taught them shotgun. We did that, oh that God, worked for that. a while. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then they made a deal and it's probably about six months ago. So if it's 30 minutes or more, then Gus, my son, he goes in the front. But if it's less than 30 minutes, then Imogen goes in the front. And um, oh, O likes the back, so she's always in the back. Yeah, I'm actually like just you saying that's reminded me, wow, it's actually worked for so long. And they just totally yeah. respect the rule, but I can't say yeah. we've got any other examples of yeah, like that but yeah, yeah um oh the other, the other thing as well the whole challenge is with the kids thing you know mm-hmm. that's that's not easy you know like you know i was thinking about it last i just talked about it briefly with you before about the um didn't sit down last night until 10 o'clock for a massive day and it was on the loo and yeah. looked down and i went oh and the other thing i'd forgotten about too was um i hadn't put the bins out mm-hmm. um and you know in the lockdown obviously there's no toilet paper and i just about yeah. lost my foo foo bell yeah and, <laughs> the seat on the throne um and yeah it just made me go yep there's no one else to help me so I need to I can either cry or I could you know put a smile on my face and go oh well it's it is what it is I have to you know get on with it and um and provide for these kids but the yeah the it's it's not easy and Mm -hmm. but it does get better it really does get better yeah it does um and yeah, that just reminds me of some, yes, yes. Some of those hard times when the kids were younger, I remember being really upset, crying, but the kids still, they're still demanding and you have to yep. like just big deep breath and do because yep. they, they've got a nephew that needs changing or they're demanding food. They're hitting you on the shoulder because they yes. want something and you just, yeah, you can't escape it. No, you can't escape it. And I, I remember, God, I remember years ago, I, I shot myself in the wardrobe because uh, my, my oldest George is he's on the, uh, just mildly on the um, autism spectrum. Um, I've, my child uh, so um, has autism. Right. Okay. Yeah. So he's got dyspraxia. So when he was little, there were things with his, because he was my first, I didn't know any different. So mm-hmm. um, it was quite hard to be a mum sometimes. Um, and uh, it was a major challenge, um, especially when it wasn't really seen or heard by another. So I, that I was something I carried on my own. And it was something I noticed when he was born um, that uh, made me sort of question some things. But it took me, he was 12 till we kind of like, um, till I finally got some, some help around Dyspraxia that. is coordination things, isn't it? It's but it can also yeah his is kind of a little bit more it's vibrational stuff and yeah it's it's about a thousand thing that's that makes one word it's quite hard mm-hmm. to explain but um he's ama- he's amazing like yeah you wouldn't even know to be fair like he's, yeah. he's done bloody well like at school and things like we got some extra support and stuff from but I would say it's actually probably quite a common thing with a lot of people anyway mm-hmm. but where I was going with that was um because you don't really notice but at the same time that's if I do that's quite noticeable but um. He's amazing. Um, and where I was going with that was, uh, yeah, there were times when he was little that I just kind of go, oh, my God. And, you know, but at the end of the day, that stuff back then, the challenges of the children, they, you know, I think when you put all of your your love and your hard work, and I'm kind of, there wasn't a part that I was going to with this. But anyway, it was just sort of more around the challenges. You know, each child has a challenge. We have our own challenges and mm. we forget that we're actually still got our stuff to deal mm-hmm. with as well and that it's okay. And then when you have people around you, you can trust and you can talk to and you don't feel stupid. And, yeah. you know, uh, that comparing, don't compare yourself to other parents and stuff mm-hmm. like that because that can wind up a whole other thing as well. Exactly. So, and like you're saying before, you've got no yeah. idea what's going on behind closed doors anyway. Never, but, never, never, never. Mm. Mm. All right, let's talk about fashion. So you were saying oh. when you're going through the most challenging times, you can still just perk up and help others. So tell everyone what it is exactly that you do. Okay, so I was like goosebumps when you said that. Um, so mm-hmm. what I do is I am a personal stylist, but I am also a personal shopper. 
but I am so much more than that. And it's a, someone asked me that uh, often, actually, what, so what do you do if they don't know me? And I'm like, God, how do I explain yeah. this? Because it sounds like a fashion stylist is the most fruitiest, fluffiest yeah. thing where I can walk around and tell people what to wear. Um, but it's so much more than that. And yes, to a degree, stylists, they do do that. We do do that. I help people sort of put clothing. But how I work is quite different. Um, it was something I've done this my entire life. I grew up on a dairy farm, so I used to hide away. Yeah, whereabouts was a dairy farm? Where was where did you uh, grow up? In, in Taranaki. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah a little town called Man- Manaya. So my, my um, I was the youngest of four kids. Uh, and, um, I, yeah, I just used to love, I hated the farm. I, I used to love it with my siblings. We used to get out and do the cows and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And, you know, I, I really loved the upbringing that we had. And we had amazing sort of farm and house and, you know, swimming pool and things like that. It was pretty cool. Um, but I just didn't enjoy the farming element unless I was with my siblings. It was sort yeah. of like my brother and I used to get out and get on the four-wheeler and do burnouts and shit yeah, like that. Yeah, not the actual actual yeah, farming yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like the herd just like me yeah yeah <laughs> um so I always knew I was destined to live in a city I just absolutely had this absolute burning thing within me when I, when I was little but my my mum's background's in horticulture so we had like a five acre garden around our house oh, wow. yeah and uh and but her parents grew orchids for international markets and she, my nan was a florist my auntie was a florist mum's sister and so I ended up kind of going down that just naturally because I was really creative. But I mm. always had this thing about clothing and fashion because I loved the way clothing made me feel when I got dressed up. Uh, so then I actually moved to, I went to England for a quick gap year but that didn't last long, came back. I moved to Christchurch and studied interior design because I always wanted to be an architect. Uh, but I was kind of told I wasn't very bright at maths and stuff. And so I was told, I oh, know you probably won't make it as an architect. So, and I was, was like, well, interior is the next best thing. Moved to Christchurch. Then I started working in a forest down here. And then I met Bryden. And then I ended up um, uh, having the kids. And so then I had my own florist business could bloom for about 10 years and so I did a lot of major weddings and events here in Christchurch wow, cool. um yeah so that was pretty cool but then I always had this burning thing within the background of um, like my clothing my fashion I ended up having an online clothing store for a bit uh oh, what was that called weird, like, um Smith Loves so we had like Camilla Mark and Zimmerman about 10 nice. years ago yeah. so and I had it from the studio um out in the country because we were red zoned the earthquakes were a massive thing we were red zoned on the earthquakes <sighs> in South Bend, Brighton. So I was heavily pregnant with my youngest at the time and I thought I was going to die because we lived right on the estuary. So mm. I thought a tsunami was about to come and sweep me away. So oh that was pretty horrible. And then the February one hit and that's when it totally bitched our house. So we then, and I had a horrible fear of living by the ocean at that point. So we moved inland to the country. So we built a, a property there and uh, that's where we had the studio. So then we a moved hoka or? Yeah. It's one and a Yeah. One and a Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, near hockey, yeah, and then, uh, yeah, and so then, but at the time too, there was obviously stuff going on with Brian and I, so that was quite hard to sort of deal with. And then, you know, uh, the kids in the business, I then went and worked as a fashion buyer for someone else, but I could see this massive, massive gap. And it's always something that I've always done in the background was actually always help my friends, yeah. But I never believed in myself that I could help or charge what I did because I was like, oh, yeah, but I'm not trained and I don't have a new university degree. No one's yeah. going to believe me. I'm shocking self-belief. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, so I was so shy. Um, you know, I've been through a lot within myself, even my own journey with my body and things like that. So the earthquakes shifted a massive, massive shift within me around, you know, when I you know, started looking after myself, my weight and um, issues more around that eating, looking after me, you know, how I can nourish my own self. That was sort mm-hmm. of quite a big journey. Um, and then from there, yeah, I just sort of was like, there's such a big market and a gap for that knowledge for women to understand why are you shopping, stop buying stuff that you're just filling up a wardrobe that you're not wearing because they have this dream of buying the stuff and wearing it, but they don't wear it because they start then putting out that projection of what's someone going to think about me. Mm-hmm. So I also around the same time I started doing uh, obviously the therapy that I was talking about before and they asked me to do the training. So I did three years of um, therapist training um the last oh, right. three years graduated last year and I did that for my children I just did oh, it to kind of help them. yeah I and mean, it, it was incredible so I've now discovered by doing that it's helped me so much more within my work because I literally am someone who turns up to people's homes and and I naturally I guess allow them to feel heard so it allows oh. me to understand what they've been dressing like that what what's been yes, because it's, it's so much work. deeper than 
just what clothes major. you choose, isn't it? Yeah, majorly. It, and oh. this is what people are only now, because of the way that I work and the way I talk on my Instagram, it's helping people connect back to themselves about what they've been doing themselves, what's prevented them, why they keep buying. I, I'll be up with clients and I'll just see women walking around in days like zombies and they just pick up any old thing and they'll, you know, I just need a brown, I just need a knit. So they'll buy a brown knit. I was thinking about it yesterday when I was out and about with the client. I mean, and I, in my head, I go, shit, that's boring. But mm-hmm. I'm like, B, but they don't know any different because that's all they feel they can have and so my thing is like well why why stop at that why not push yourself to understand why you've been feeling like this what has made you feel that you cannot truly dress for who you truly are without that judgment that actually comes from childhood and conditioning and the people we're around we listen to these stories we're actually born with no conditions but what generally happens is that we hear it once we hear it twice by the third time we make it our story so if you hear this to a degree around I you know and you start believing it about the size of your arms the amount of times I have clients and I'm like I hate the size of my arms I'm sitting there going oh, no that's me yeah right but it's the stories we tell ourselves so it becomes an energy so the more energy that you put into these negative things mm, the got more to focus on the positive yeah yeah and so that's Funny how I live, the, the, what I've been through in my journey and even the training and all of that, it's allowed me to understand how strong we are and the amount of energy, what we put out is exactly what gets thrown back at us and people too. You know, when you have those shit days and all of a sudden, like I was in a bit of a flat this morning and I came back from my workout and um, I was trying to get back because I need to get ready for this and that kind of thing. What happens? Of course, the rubbish truck pulls out and I can't get past for about three yeah. minutes. I'm suddenly going, motherfucker! But that's what happens, right? The three minutes is wasted. Yeah. yeah, man, right? It's exactly what happens. The more yeah. you push back, it's like, and I always say, it's like when you've got no money, you can't, um, you can find everything you want, but mm. when you've got all the money, you can't find the dress oh you my need. Goodness. So, yes. you know, it's... Because it's, it's, there is something I struggle with. I know my style. I mean, it may not be right for me, but I know what I love. Yep but I sometimes struggle to find it. Mm, yes, um, one, I need I to put, put more time in, into it. Yeah, so what, you know, what do you have to okay. say about that? All right, okay, so, God, I've got so many. Oh, this actually came from a dream that I had because uh, I'm, uh, how I, so I'm, I, I grew up seeing people, spirit, all that kind of stuff. So I've always you been what? quite intuitive. I'm intuitive is probably yeah. the word that I would use. Yeah. Um, so I see a lot of dreams, visions. I still do. Well, I get a lot of all that kind of stuff. So anyway. Because yeah, you were saying last night that 2 a.m. is your time. So it's kind of like yes. this almost sleep awake time that you yes. get yeah, all your yeah, ideas. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so I had this dream one night um, and one thing I did learn about the training is that when we have the dreams and they feel like real dreams or whatever, you wake up in the morning, they might not be real, but you take away the feeling. Mm-hmm. What's the feeling you take away? Because that's the meaning of the dream sometimes if you if you are into dreams, which I am. Anyway, so I had this dream that, um, and, it, and it made so much sense to me because this is how I work, you know. I, I think we put that pressure in, right, my life will be so much happier when I find the perfect blah 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 blah. so whether it's jeans you know the holy grail of the dut 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 so there's two parts to this so the first thing is in this dream I walked in and I actually have been after a waistcoat for ages and ages and ages I had my eye on you know different types of what one did I wanted but I couldn't find the right one so anyway in this dream I walked into the second hand store with a girl I went to boarding school with years ago who I've not seen since we walked in and on the mannequin was this amazing three-piece suit and I was like oh my god it's the suit that I tried on two weeks ago, but I just left it there and I was like, oh my God, I still love it. I think I just need to sort of try it on. In the meantime, this girl Fee, she walked in, she tried it on. She goes, oh my God, I love this suit. She walked out and I just kind of went, oh fuck, that looks so amazing on you. Damn it. Mm-hmm. And I went on my head and I was like, oh no, that's the suit that I wanted. How do I say that it's the one that I wanted first, but I can't tell her that because she looks so amazing. Mm-hmm. So I just said to her, you look amazing. And I just said, do you know what? one better will come along for me when the time is right and that's what I said to her in the dream and so then I just something and something inside me shifted and I went oh my god that's like that for everything we don't have to put that pressure that that Mm. happiness will come from that thing because something better will come along no matter what that is and in the dream I turned around and I found a better one that fitted me perfectly so so I just take that pressure off and just trust that there's something out there for you Agreed. Agreed. Mm-hmm. So here's my thing and my tip around that is that, you know, how I work with my clients is that I don't expect them to go out and get everything at once. But what we do do is when we do the wardrobe and making sure that we've got all the great pieces that match them, because I match the energy, I match their personality, all mm-hmm. of that and their lifestyle. Um, and we get rid of the stuff that the 
likely not even wearing anyway, but it's not matching them. So then we make a list of the things that are there that are, you know, what is needed. Sometimes the things need replacing, but it's about, I can pretty much find things really quick for my clients. That's that's the gift, I guess, of what I can do. But if there's things that we don't find at the time, they go on the list and then you can concentrate on one thing per week or one thing per website or one thing. Don't go and try and fix it all at once because yeah. then you're losing the evolution in the wardrobe and then you start putting all that pressure of I need, I need, I need. And when you start placing time on that um, and, the, and the I'll be happy when, it will never happen. It's like a carrot dangled. If you think, for example, like um, I'll be happy when I have a million dollars in my bank account, but then you get it, you'll be still miserable shit because you're actually not really dealing with the why, what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. And you'll also Which be stuff- going, I want two million. Exactly. This stuff that just, you know, this stuff does not make you happy. You make you happy. Mm-hmm. I always say outfits don't fix the happiness. It's the happiness that fixes the outfits. Yeah, because when you, like can truly, when you can dress from a place of actually truly knowing who you are, how you feel, what makes you happy, and it's generally not giving a shit what anyone else thinks, you yeah. will find these pieces that will match you perfectly. They'll be your style. Because I get asked all the time, what's your perfect jeans? What's your perfect white shirt? Where do you go? And I go, God, well, I've got mine, but here's you need some to options. Find yours. But yeah. You need to find yours. You know, that's how I work. It's why generally, you know, I like to inspire everyone with my outfits every day, but I don't always say where they're from. I do sometimes, but I don't always because I like to think, I don't want to feed them. Yeah, they go, oh, wardrobe. that must be the right ones. But no, that's the exactly. right one for you. I don't, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to feed people's, you know, um, or, you know, influence them too much but because they need to take control of their own finances and their own wardrobes because that's on them, it's on me. And I don't want to be someone who's enabling that to a degree. Mm-hmm. So because uh, yeah, where I come from is really about, you know, trusting the gut. You know, it's like when you're in a changing room and I see this all the time, you know, when you're in that changing room, you guys need to be trusting your gut because I see it. Well, women will get an outfit on into the changing room they walk out into the shop and they and hoping that someone will notice them a store person to give them advice they should know their own they should Mm -hmm. be trusting their gut enough that they will know whether that piece is right or not and if it's not and questioning it it's time to leave it behind and if you're having to ask then maybe it's not right but then again sometimes I feel like I want to ask if I know I'm going outside my comfort zone so it's outside my comfort zone and I think it looks good, but because it's outside of my comfort zone, yes, I second guess myself. So that's the second guessing that you shouldn't need to be doing. So this is where your muscle becomes, um, your gut becomes a muscle. Our gut is our biggest brain. Yeah. And when yeah. you, you nourish it properly, it's why alcohol and things like that, you stay me right, like about alcohol. But <laughs> when we feed it that, it dumbs the the, the yeah. brain, the gut. You know, it's why everyone's for millions of years, oh, I've got a head of gut feeling. Oh my God, what a coincidence. I was just thinking about you yesterday, yes. you know that's not coincidence it's no. just how we actually connect with each other is you know I'm a massive believer in that stuff so um uh, where I'm going with that is you know practicing our gut and what we wear is based on practicing how that would feel so and that's a whole other thing and get into the feelings thing as well about being dressed but um I always say if you want to start practicing building that muscle you stand and you do the odd job or you might go even to stand there and kind of go you might be in a bit of a flat and you're like okay what is what is what do I need right now what is my biggest need or I say you could stand in a supermarket aisle what herbal tea do I need right now is it chamomile or is it a peppermint tea if you start to get it get out of your head and connect and take a breath and try and connect with what you is try, trying to tell you the loudest one will be the loudest and you can do that in a changing room so you can go how do I really truly feel in this is this really me and if you're still questioning it my advice is to still leave it behind go home and sleep on mm, it because your you're still thinking louder. about it yep. yeah and so I saw a, a wee while ago it was you went to someone's home and you know, went through their wardrobe and this particular person had heaps of the same stuff. I think it was heaps of floral stuff and heaps and heaps of it. And it was like, you said something about people buying just the same things. And I think I, I do that too. Like basically buying the same version of the same thing all, all the time. And you see, you're basically wearing the same clothes. They're not the same, but basically mm-hmm. are. Yes, so is that one of the most so. common mistakes people make? 100% because there's so many reasons and facets to that even it's kind of like you get marketing on a Saturday morning in your emails so you spend and say it's like oh god you know oh so you you stick to the same stores because you're time poor mm-hmm. or you think that's your style 
or you don't know where else to go. You know, there's there's so many facets and reasons to why that happens. But then you kind of you you then pigeonhole yourself. It's like you might as well just have a, a capsule wardrobe. I don't believe in capsule wardrobes because you get sick of those as well. So is that where you taste- have like a set amount comes to you per year or whatever uh, no it's more like you might only have say 20 items in your wardrobe but you kind of like mix and match it oh but, yes yes yep. but we are such evolving people my style my trends and not my but my personal style I, I I'm a chameleon I flip all over the show because it's the way that I am everyone should be no one actually should need a stylist but what I'm sort of saying is yeah when people I think what a stylist does thing, though is gives you confidence isn't it so someone you. else has told you what to do they've given you some advice and it's a bit like doing a course or going to get counseling for marriage it's getting some advice so you can learn and yeah with the learning we get confidence totally yep totally and the work that I do absolutely it's very much around that in to out stuff definitely you were a walking billboard every day yeah but you've got to match that from the inside um and it's a body shape too right getting the right clothes for your shape Totally. Yep. Definitely. That's a massive part of it as well. Yeah, for sure. I've definitely Mm. been thinking about getting you to come and see me. It's more just like, uh, how do I get that around the husband though? Well, this is the thing. Women go, well, I don't think men do it as much. Some do, but they will spend three times as much as what my clients do in one go. Mm. Um, You know, over the year, they don't notice or over two years but um, yeah. you know but, but it, so it's actually a, a money a money saving major, process major saving process because mm-hmm. you're learning I teach you so much and this is why I do this at my talks I know everyone can't afford a stylist but I do the talks because I give out enough knowledge of information to be able to get them to see how they can take back control within themselves they can mm-hmm. get you know gain trust empowerment within their wardrobes get rid of the shit only buy the things that you know are you and your good foundation pieces because you won't waste any more money on searching and hunting. You know, marketers, designers, they're relying on people basically walking around just like bored, you know, trying to fix their own shit. If you've got, yeah, it's I like, say, you know, it's yeah. people you're shopping as a way to like, you know, feel good um, about themselves. Yeah. And it's so wrong. It's and bored, thing. yeah, something to yeah. do. It gives yeah. you a sense of um, like yeah. endorphins, like a bit like doing a workout. my favorite holiday is you know going somewhere with a beach in a mall not a mall Mm -hmm. but you know cool shops because uh, it's it's that's why I got into this because I realized how much I love shopping and I but also too it made me show me I it was a gift I was able to do for people Mm -hmm. was to show them how and I'm and I'm bloody good at it being able to find all those things that they can't see themselves and how to put it all together yeah so that's that is but I can teach people how to do that too it's cool so if you came to me and there's probably others thinking the same and others who might live rurally like me i'm coming down your way are you when um the nest the nest at ticket is it oh, yeah, the nest is at hacker ah but it, it's away? only like um only an hour max it's right, right right yeah 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 oh, so cool. down. when are you doing that stuff down there may oh, cool. may yeah. cool okay awesome okay so you could time it in with something you know because you obviously are yeah. traveling a bit yes, and then yes. is there like a do you pay per day, per half day, per hour? Uh, per... So, yeah. So um, how I do it, so there's a wardrobe and edit package. So that's just me coming down, doing the wardrobe and then sitting down, setting you up with all the tools and things. I, you know, you can either do the list on your own and I kind of show you how to do that. List or, of what um, you need to buy yep, gradually yep, through time. Obviously yes, not all at yep. once. I've learned that so yes. far. Exactly. Um, and then also there's, I do it with clients where I do that and I sit with them and we online shop for the day and I kind of teach them how to do that and what they're looking for, all those kinds of things. And they can, again, it's up to them to when they buy those things. Um, the next package is uh, the full package. So that's me doing the wardrobe and then us shopping and then me reintegrating all those new pieces into the uh, existing wardrobe. And that's what I'm about to go and do after this. I've got to try and be there. So is that over a over three multiple days. days okay yeah it's over multiple days yep um and then the other way i can do it is that i do zoom clients online clients and that's where we get together uh hour and then i set them the task of like getting all the wardrobes sorted and then we come back and we do the second lot which is me going through everything that they need what they need to do etc cetera, etc cetera. sometimes oh, they will also so do come up you and get them to sh- me shopping okay cool okay and mm-hmm. so you um what they basically take the zoom into their wardrobe and they sh- you- they show you everything they've got and so show you no. their body shape and size. 
No. So the first one is actually me going through, and it's actually more to do with inside. So I go through a lot of questions with them, and then I set them up, and I get them basically mood boarding to, to help them discover themselves. So then the pack, yeah, so that's another part of it too, is the um, online, and then people do come up and meet me in Christchurch, or they yep. meet me in Auckland. Anywhere that kind of like suits them really. So, or otherwise, I have clients that um, just drive up to drive to Christchurch and they bring their wardrobes, and then we go through everything. We do the questions, and then we go shopping, and then I show them how to put it all together. Cool. Um, and that can be done over a couple of days. So yeah, so there's like lots of options. Everyone just I love I, I, honestly every day I wake up to probably another five or so more. You know, um, clients, oh, and then I'm you like, can just say, hey, what's yeah. what's your budget? What do you want? And you just sort of find yeah. a package to to suit what yep. they what they want. And my goal is to my goal is to not see them again. You know, they hopefully they learn so much from me because, like I said, I I am a um I've become I guess a style coach because at the end of the day, no one needs no one should need a stylist. You know, it's it's my role now is to empower as many as I possibly can on a mass scale because I really want to help people find and discover themselves and how they do that in the wardrobe. And where did you get your earrings? They're amazing. Uh, thanks um age age and, um yeah mm. where is that uh, so that's an online store but they're australian based but they okay. uh in auckland auckland stores i am a skinny jeans person i've got yes. like long legs if i wear but if i wear anything else i you know it just doesn't feel right on me are they i know that none of the young ones wear them but yeah. are they going out of fashion or are they going to stay no. I'll be around forever. Yes. I, interestingly sure. enough, I had a um, conversation with Newstalk ZB the other day about, and we were talking about retro and you know other things like that, and we were talking about jean styles. And I exactly I had the same conversation last year as well about you know the whole um, wide leg stuffs kind of in as well. At the end of the day, it comes down to your body shape. And if you still like them, you know, like I've got skinny jeans. I love them because I can't wear my knee-high boots without them. You can't stuff exactly. wide leg jeans. And I saw you know? there are a few um, knee-high boots coming back in. This yeah, year. Oh, I got mine on today. So yeah, as soon as I saw that, I was like, okay, well, skinny jeans are definitely staying around then because yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, they'll never go away. It's marketers and designers. They push. They want the dollar. So you know they're yeah, they're just going to keep it. Ways. You yes, know, of course, yes. that's just you know, it's use your common sense. You know, so do you think fashion week. is kind of are we having so many different things now? You know, like high boots oh, were in, choice. and then it was short boots, and then now the yeah. designers is going bugger it. Let's sell all of them because people like a variety. Yeah. So. Yeah, and let's put heels on Crocs because that will really, you know, <laughs> like blow everyone out of the water and get something yeah. else to talk about. Um, yeah, I think, you know, this is why I always go back to trust in the gut. Don't just fall into trends too easy. You know, you're literally just putting money down the drain. So this is where I kind of, you know, like you, if you've got long legs, skinny jeans, great, because you can still wear your heels because it's really elongating and you're going high-waisted, so that's going to make you look really elegant. Oh, I so, can't wear high-waisted you know, very well, though, because I don't have any waist. So, so neither then, do I. So then I get, um, um, like, what's, yeah. like, muffin top, but up there? No, so so I've no, got, yes, I'm very much you I'm very straight up I'm very straight up and down, but yeah. I, I've got undies sucking me in right now. Mm-hmm. But um, I use visual proportion to give you shape. Kate, I would definitely go up on you, one hundred percent. No, I, I I need to get up here and I get you some good jeans. And I'm not I'm saying they're bad. Free, I'm not free, saying free they're consult bad. here. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, I like I think um, that's the thing when you you don't know what you don't know, right? Yeah. But I do have some high-waisted jeans and oh, it's just uncomfortable because the size doesn't fit because my proportion up top compared to my proportion down below doesn't work. So they're really tight for them to fit. Uh, yeah. Anyway, this needs, we, we need a few hours on this. I think we do. <laughs> One more thing, some of your favourite shops. I know people need to find their own, but. Um, I have to say, Witchery is doing some great stuff. Where else? Um, been quite enjoying things coming in. Merch uh, at the moment, did a little thing with them recently, and there were some great pieces in there. Because cool. uh, I think sometimes that's seen as a store that doesn't um, have more shapely, stylized stuff, you know, but there was there's some cool things there. What else? I go overseas a little bit. Uh, a workshop for me is a personal faith because I love, you know, they've got some great pieces there that is my own personal style. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maman in Auckland, they do a few good things up there. Where else do I go? Up in Auckland, Muse is good. I go overseas. My Teresa, 
Um, I find some good things on sale. You know, oh, um, Saletti is good. Yeah, probably my good lower priced ones would be definitely probably your witchery. Favorite t shirts, probably the Country Road Cotton Slub Tea. That's still a good, you know, $45 t shirt that you can mm-hmm. go wrong with. I, I match my clients to my to the shop. So I, I can go to the same shop over and over, but I will never find the same thing for every client. Yeah. Nice. So that, yeah, yeah. I work with every budget. Second hand cool. stores, awesome. And mm. um, one more thing, the biggest mistake I make is ordering online and then not yes. getting around to returning. So I have stuff and mm. or ordering online and going, oh yeah, it's it's okay. If I was in the shop, I wouldn't buy it, but yeah. it's worth keep, keeping rather than sending back. I'm looking forward to having a um, consult. Yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, been nice to meet you. Yeah. Oh. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time and thank you for sharing the personal stuff as well. Um, I'm sure there'll be plenty of people listening um, who have learned a lot from that and both through your fashion and through your experiences. So thank you so much for your time. Oh, my pleasure, Kate. It's lovely to meet you. It's, yeah, um, you too. You know, it's probably the first time I've actually really talked openly about my separation. So oh, wow. um, thank you. Yeah. It's quite, it was a very vulnerable thing because it was never something I wanted to, you know, um, I think I'm on the other side of it now where I can be more open about it and, mm. and more it's coming from a place of if I can help another get through what they're feeling, yeah. then I'm, I'm there for that. I'm very happy to be that person to make them feel like they're not alone because yeah. I felt very alone um, and I just everyone out there needs to know that they aren't alone and there are people out there who are going through exactly the same thing and it's about finding those people and connecting mm-hmm. and um, making sure that you're not feeling judged from another well amazing thank you so much have an amazing day and we'll talk soon sounds good thanks Lou bye thank you all so much for listening to the last episode of season 3 of the Dedicate podcast if you enjoy our podcast I'm hoping you do then be sure to subscribe so that you're notified when season 4 launches in May it's been an awesome experience so far podcasting I feel I have grown in confidence. I've learned so much from actually doing the podcasting and then from the wonderful people I've interviewed. If you've missed some episodes, here are the most popular ones from this season. Joe Kane, Swimming the Cook Straight and My New Health Journey. Pip Cameron, My Journey to Becoming an Author and Influencer. Carol Patterson, My Experience with Overtraining and Undernourishing. And Kate and Anna, Our Motherhood Stories. Thank you all again for listening and for your support. Our podcast made number one for fitness podcasts in New Zealand this week, which is very exciting. Three out of our nine guests were Australian this season. Aussie girls, I promise for a few more in season four. See you next season, guys. Thanks again. Dedicate is the online health and fitness community and app for rural and real women, mums, and those who love a down-to-earth approach to fitness. At Dedicate, we focus on fitness, strength, nutrition, a positive mindset, and how we feel. It's not about fad diets and short-term weight loss, and we don't get hung up on comparing ourselves to others. Dedicate workouts are short and effective, so you can easily fit them into your schedule at home or anywhere at any time. Our down-to-earth trainers, including myself, are on this journey with you and will encourage you to do your best and never give up. So join our Trans-Tasman community with your seven-day free trial at kateivyfitness.com. See you there.